Crows Radio Show with Source. He tumbles it forward. It's going to be through. Oh, Source Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Our Crows fans, hello to you. Very good to have your company once again on a Sunday morning. It's game day. And boy, do we need a win over in Melbourne. A man that dominated the MCG so many times. Sammy Jacobs, hello, mate. Morning, Tomo. Good to be here game day, mate. We always like doing the show before, uh, yeah. before the match. So... Big game against Dees today. We're looking for the boys to respond. Obviously, some big news. Unfortunately, Laird out, um, which we found out the other night. But mm. uh, creates more opportunity. And obviously, Josh Rochelle's out as well. So, yeah. um, tests our depth. But uh, we've got plenty there. And a few boys look forward to some opportunities. Absolutely. Is it one as a uh, an interstate club when you're playing for... For the Adelaide Crows source that you mark on the on the calendar that going over to play these big games interstate? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. And, you know, unfortunately, where we've been the last few years, we, we haven't had the opportunity to play many games on the G. And, and obviously, with that is, is the primetime slot. So, with our improved performances, obviously, we've got a little way to go. But uh, we look forward to getting back on the G a couple of times because that's, you know, ultimately where you need to win. Yep. Uh, and also playing those uh, those better time slots, which is yeah, good. Bloody earth, mate. Now, I'm looking forward to today's show. Uh, Bernard Vince is going to join us. Yes, we got uh, Triple M's very, oh, very yeah. own is, is Bernie Vince. So we look forward to having a few laughs, probably talk more off-field than we were on-field, no but uh, there'll, be, uh, there'll be some good stories out of that. happened his whole career, that, didn't it? <laughs> he, still, he still operates that oh, way yeah, now. we love that from Burn. And Nick Murray's going to join yeah, us. Yeah, Nick Murray. So he's, uh, he's obviously found his place in the back line. Uh, he's a bit of a character, real country boy, mm. um, doing plenty of stuff off-field as well with Ned McHenry, which we've heard some property up uh, yeah. just out of the hills. Yes. This is an hour out of Adelaide. Absolutely. So he's uh, up Hartley, there he's running, he running some sheep and cattle yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so good on him. Now we look forward to, to hearing more about that. And and also, mate, the, the Crows Foundation uh, alongside uh, the guy, guy Sebastian or the Sebastian Foundation, yep. they've, they've teamed up with the Open Parachute. So we look forward to, to discussing more what the Crows Foundation do, I guess, holistically as well and, op- and looking to find out more about Open Parachute and what it's all about. Oh, fantastic. And also throughout the week as well, the AFLW season uh, fixture was handed out, so we're going to get stuck into that. It's a big show here at the Crows Radio Show. Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo for a Sunday morning. And, uh, well, game day today, venturing over to Melbourne to take on the Melbourne D. So we, we go to a man that dominated for both clubs. He did. Uh, a best and fairest at the Adelaide Crows and a best and fairest for Melbourne as well. Of course, we talk about Bernie Vince. G'day, Bernie. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Surprised they haven't actually asked me to name the cup after me. Uh, <laughs> we played a lot of footy for both. and um, But, no, nothing yet. Been waiting by the phone. I thought that... Might have been uh, Gary Pert just then, but no. <laughs> well, I think it's actually Aiden Riley. I think Pig Dog's picture. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Aiden Riley medal, I think. <laughs> James yeah. Seller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matty uh, Collins. Yeah, oh, I like it. Hey, Ben, uh, like I said, mate, best and fairest for, for both clubs. Uh, you played a little bit more with Adelaide, but where do the allegiances lie when the Melbourne Footy Club takes on the Adelaide Crows? Yeah, it's a tough question. I'm going to be pretty boring with this. I, I always say both uh, until they're playing each other. Then I, it doesn't really matter who wins. So um, I just feel Melbourne's got a list. And like Crow's obviously up and coming. Melbourne's got a list that if they don't win another flag or at least make another grand final to give themselves a crack at it, I feel like it's a real waste of a of a period of time where they've been a really good side. And I don't know, just every now and then they'll just let you down as a, as a supporter, their supporters, they get frustrated pretty quickly Mm. and have been for a long time. But just, just when you start to really trust and believe in the Melbourne footy club, they'll, they'll let you down and have a poor performance against a poor team. But in saying that they can beat all the good teams when they're up and going, they're as good as anyone. So that lies the frustration Um, with Adelaide. 
it's almost a free hit for them. Mm, They're yeah. obviously being challenged a bit away from home. They play, come up against a really good side um, on their home deck of the MCG. So it's almost a free hit for them. Again, the young blokes get another opportunity to play at the MCG. So um, I think this one will be a bit closer than what people think. Uh, I think Melbourne should just get the chocolate. So. Mm-hmm. Now, Burn, you're, you're obviously dominating the airwaves here with Triple M. You've got your stuff on the bounce. You're with the rub, um, with the boys in Melbourne as well. And obviously having a really successful uh, post-career. And I guess you've always had that larrikin country boy about you. But, mate, you actually had a really, uh, really good footy career. Um, you achieved plenty, like we said, a couple of best and fairest, showdown medals, performed in big game, over 200 games as well. How do you reflect back on your time? Because I, I feel as, as one of your good mates, you certainly did it your way. Um, you had fun while doing it, yet you had a, a really good career. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people, and it's probably more and more so now as, the, you know, as we get on in our lives um and the young people the young players that are drafted now they, they forget that they grew up playing footy because of the fun of it and the enjoyment yeah and i feel like a lot of a lot of players i speak to are always stressed and or frustrated or you know they've got all these problems we'll just get back to people ask me all the time i still speak to people from more so the melbourne football club because um i was there more recently but players are out of the side they're like oh i don't know what to do just go back and enjoy your footy like we that's how that's why we started playing the game as a kid because we love running around with our mates we loved the fun part of it enjoying ourselves and playing well so um i think that can be forgotten pretty quickly in today's footy because there's so much pressure i get all the pressure stuff and you know the outside pressure the noise because there's so many people dissecting football Mm. games at the moment there's so many footy shows and talkback shows and you know everyone's coming for the players that don't play well but if we forget about that and go back to the enjoyment factor um, that's all I did through my career just enjoyed myself tried to be myself not change or you know get changed into someone that I wasn't Mm -hmm. and I think my footy sort of reflected that it was a bit of a slow start and I had to learn don't worry I had to change a lot I um, early on especially I had some uh, serious talking to From all the range of people, captains, leadership groups, that's another segment in itself. (laughs) Listen to your story. So the prime minister told me to put it in. But yeah, you got to change, obviously, um, and you got to work hard. But yeah, it's it's the enjoyment factor. I I just enjoyed myself all the way through, and and you know what you said, just tried to be myself. Hey Ben, how tough was it leaving the Adelaide Footy Club? And can you run us through the trade? What, What from the start to the finish of it? And was it always Melbourne? Were there other clubs knocking? Yeah, I'll give you the short version because I could. I, that could be another segment. Yeah, too. Right. We could do a lot of segments. We here. could, uh, absolutely. Up. But the game's got to start, see? Wrap it up, Berg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what happened was the the Kurt Tippett sort of saga with the whatever was happening. There, I still actually don't know what happened. He was getting paid outside the salary cap to stay or something. Um, Adelaide got um, yeah fined for that, and they lost their first two draft picks for two years. So yeah. that won't hurt you immediately. But in three or four years' time, you know, you take your you take your pick 12 and pick whatever the next one is, 30 away for, for two years, you, you end up having this gap in your in your list. So they were trying to get back into the draft a bit. And, you know, it was more so blokes that were from Melbourne that were floating names around. And then I heard my name getting floated around and I won't go into the detail mm. of the conversation yeah. I had with the coach at the time, <laughs> but it wasn't the full truth. And then um, I found out that they were and I thought, well, I'll get on the front foot and, you know, I'm not just going to ship off to, to where they're going to, uh, get me to go. I want me to go. I'll, I'll look around. But I, it was sort of a phone call I had with Todd Viney, who was our midfield coach at Adelaide for a few years yeah, after yeah. the Hawthorne Premiership um, he was involved in. So um, 
yeah, that's that's sort of how that mm. um, come about. I was I was pretty keen if I was going somewhere to go to Melbourne, the city. So um, you know, I, I spoke to a few clubs and a few outside of spoke to your giant source. Yeah, caught up with Leon Cameron at the uh, actually go. at the Sydney International Airport. Yep. Um, when me and Jared Petrenko were just about to fly out to somewhere in the world, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. <or whatever>. yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't even remember. Can't remember the trip or where we went. <laughs> I'm glad he got me on the way over, not the way back. <laughs> but you know, I spoke to a few clubs, and Melbourne was the right fit. It was they were coming off the bottom of the ladder, actually. I think three wins. Yeah. But every year I was there, we won more and more games mm. until I uh, I finished the year. We lost the prelim badly to West Coast yep. in Perth. Yeah. So um, that was the year I finished, and I thought, you know, we're on a trajectory where I might not even get a game next year. Um, so, and the next year they finished 17th. So that yeah. came out of nowhere. And that's how, that's why you've got to make the most of it when you're at the top. But yeah, in a few couple of years time after that, they, they did actually win the flag. So feel pretty connected to that club, but I was also very connected to the Adelaide footy club because that's where I um, got my start and, um, gave me the opportunity to play footy in my home state. No, uh, and I've never moved on from it. I was, uh, I, 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 I hated when Bernie left. It was the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> Now, one final question. Now, we know you got fined, uh, or sort of fined, for having your pants down after oh, winning on. one of your 15 flags at Stansbury the Career Club. <laughs> yeah. You had to buy tickets for, I think it was 10,000 people for the NAB Cup, <laughs> which uh, he did win best on. The question I've got is, did you actually end up paying for those tickets, or was it just a gimmick? Source, I told you, I told you not, to, uh, not to bring this up ever in public. Um, can I tell you off air? <laughs> no, I never paid for the tickets. Yeah, I, ran yes. into, I ran into Stephen Trigg the other day. He goes, the only way I can get you off is if you buy some tickets for the members. I said, how many? And he says, he started pretty high. And I got him down to, I think, about 1,000. So I said, ah, oh, mate, I'll, I'll make, make it 2,000. I'll look after him. And then I just thought, I'll, never, I'll try and never pay for these and see if he follows me up. And then Stephen Trigg left the club not long after that. And yeah. I was like, I wonder if he's passed that message up to the new bloke. Mate, at that, at that time, I think a 1,000 tickets was the least of our worries. So. <laughs> uh, one of the great no, really. characters in football, Bernie Vince. Thanks so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show, mate. No, thanks, boys. Love the show. Cheers, mate. Saucy stumbled across a new website throughout the week, mate. Crowsfoundation.com.au. This is a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So the the, well, the Crows Foundation is not a new thing. Obviously, yeah. they've been around for a, for a few many years now, but they've just launched their new website. So guess, mate, it's a, it's a way to house everything we do with the foundation. It's obviously a really important part of our club. And, you know, we run programs like STEM footy, Crows on Country, Kua Circles, the Inclusive Academy, yeah. Crows Cup and the Crows Care. So um, if you want to learn more about these programs, mm. which they, they do a lot of great stuff, log on to their website at, at crowsfoundation.com.au, mate. But uh, I guess more importantly, we're, we're here to talk about the Crows Foundation partnering with uh, the Sebastian Foundation um, and with Open Parachute. So... Let's just go to uh, an audio and have a little bit of a listen about Open Parachute. Really wanted to make uh, an impact, especially in, in the mental health area and, and uh, specifically in youth mental health. You know, we've lost people. So we really wanted to get into uh, you know, early intervention and, and trying to equip kids with those skills to actually conquer and face these things that life throws them. Open Parachute is a mental health program for schools that teaches students mental health skills across the age span. So they're learning in class how to build skills to help themselves face and overcome challenges. Everything from simple stress and friendship challenges all the way through to trauma and big things that happen in their lives. And so it's a preventative program. We're really trying to upskill students before they face challenges. 
challenges. Brilliant initiative, I reckon, Saucy. Yeah, it is. And, and obviously, it's come about with Guy Sebastian being mm. a, a cruise ambassador as well. And, and, and obviously, the two foundations coming together, mate. But it's, it's, it's a great one. It's, as, as mentioned in the order, it's about prevention. Let's get ahead of yeah. um, all the challenges. Because, How important? Exactly, mate. Because we're, I'm 35, and mm. what are you, a fresh 28? Uh, we'll run with that. Yeah, we'll run. <laughs> Uh, and the way you know how we grew up is uh, is different to what the kids are growing up Completely. now. We, you know, with we've, everyone's got a device in their hand. Everyone's mm. everything's about the image and all that sort of stuff. And we want to break that down and and give kids the tools to be able to deal with it and manage these sort of things. So obviously, footy and and being able to tell our story through the club and all that's obviously important as, as footy impacts a lot of kids coming up. So mates, uh, it can only be a good thing and. Fantastic. We can partner with Guy. All the information is at crowsfoundation.com.au. That's crowsfoundation.com.au. Time to talk to one of the emerging defenders in the back lines uh, at the Adelaide Crows. Oh, bloody oath. Yeah, well said, actually. He's an absolute star. We love the way he goes about it. His name's Nick Murray, and he jumps on the line right now. G'day, Nick. How are you, mate? How you going, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, Mate, thanks so much for jumping on board. Uh, game day as we venture over to take on the Melbourne Demons on this lovely uh, Sunday. Uh, what's the? What are you most looking forward to about the contest, mate? Is it something that you earmark at the start of the year, getting the opportunity to play at the G? Um, yeah, obviously we haven't had many opportunities there throughout the year. So to have you know Collingwood the other week and then also to play there this week, it's um, yeah, it's a really exciting opportunity, and hopefully we can sort of get a few fans there and. Have a good win. Now, Mars, talk us a little bit about your journey because it's a, a really interesting one. Obviously, you were you were part of the Giants in the VFL, or, or was an EFL back then, um, and then obviously you found your way to your Crows through the, the train on list over preseason. And um, you know, ever since you've came to Adelaide, mate, you've really found your niche at the club. Um, you know, the way you play is obviously very transferable to, to AFL footy and all that. The way you attack the contest. Just tell us a little bit about how your journey, mate, and, and how you got to where you were at the Crows. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, as you said, sort of played some Murray Bush Rangers representative footy uh, through my 18s and then didn't get drafted that year. Um, and then, yeah, played some needful footy in my under-19s year and really thought I was going to sort of go to the Crows then, but unfortunately they, they didn't take me. Um, and then, yeah, I was sort of playing in Melbourne for a few months, early 2020, and then COVID happened, so I was back working on the farm and sort of playing there. And then, yeah, Haggis called me just before the draft at the end of 2020 and said, look, mate, we're not going to draft you, but we want you to come over um, early January and train on for three months. And then, yeah, so that was a bit of a whirlwind and, um, yeah, sort of here now. So it's been such an unbelievable experience and, yeah, I've loved my time in Adelaide. Now, it's obviously a bit of an interesting way you got there, but tell what, what's it like? Because obviously growing up, you're a Riverina boy. Um, I think you're outside Wagga, were you, from memory, mate? Um, what? So you sort of played at the Bush Rangers, then you played a little bit at Williamstown, but then you were sort of connected to the Giants. What's it sort of like? Because you're sort of in that spot where it's uh, you're sort of connected to a few different um, ways to be able to get to the AFL. Yeah, look, it's a bit different. Like I was thinking that 19 year, or oh, sorry, 18 year, I was playing you know the first few games for Bush Rangers and then a few games for Giants Academy, and then you go and try out for the Allies. It's a lot of travel, yeah. like because Wagga Wagga sort of the base for the Giants, and then Wangaratta is the base for Bush Rangers, and that's an hour and a half, and then it's an hour from. Um, Henty, so it's a, yeah, sort of credit to my parents. They sort of drove a fair few kilometres for me to get where I am today. So, um, but yeah, it is very random. Now, yeah, speaking of your parents, do you get back home to catch up with them or what's their story, Nick, that they're not over here? I guess you'd have to head back home, mate. Yeah, try to get back home a little bit. Um, it's a bit hard now. I've got a couple of dogs here in Adelaide, so you can't sort of get back as much as you want. But 
they try to get over as much as possible. I've got four siblings that all play at Wangaratta, so yeah. oh, they're wow. pretty invested there. Yeah, my my mum's a trainer, and she reckons really? if she's not there, then the whole the whole club's going to fall down. <laughs> I so, love that. Um, they try to get to a few games. Uh, brilliant, mate. Now, uh, you mentioned your dogs there. Now, uh, a little birdie's told us that you've purchased a property with uh, Ned McHenry up out of the Adelaide Hills, Hartley, about an hour out of uh, Adelaide, near Strathalbyn there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about an hour of on just on the freeway there on the way to Melbourne. So, um, yeah, we bought that in January and, um, yeah, haven't sort of looked back since. It's been unbelievable. We sort of get out there once or twice a week. Brilliant. Got a few That's awesome. We actually were out there yesterday yep. landmarking. So, um, yeah, it's very fun. I had Now, um, I'm hearing a little whisper that the, the tractor was thrown in with the deal source actually oh, really? on the property out there. Now, how is that tractor going? Because my mail is, is it is only just going, Muzz. Yeah, look, we had some people out there the other week and it didn't get started, but I recharged the battery and got it going yesterday. So, yeah, we're, it's going well, but I think both the tyres are flat. So, yeah, she's only just run. It's about 30 years old, I reckon. The Langon Creek farmers were all over it. There oh, was really? about 10 of them. As soon as they heard there were some crows up in Hartley land, they yeah. were on. Yeah, there you go. Um, how, how, do you, how do you balance your time with footy? Because I know farming and, and the country life's a real passion of yours, Muzz. And obviously, how have you gone moving over to Adelaide, number one? And then, I guess, secondly... How do you go managing? Uh, because I'm sure every spare minute you'd rather be up on the farm wrestling sheep than you would hanging out in the city. Yeah, I think I was very lucky to sort of come across Adelaide. You can have that balance. Whereas if I had been in Melbourne or Sydney, it would have been really hard to sort of my off-field interest I would have been able to do. So yeah. um, in terms of that, I'm really lucky. And then sort of managing my time, I guess, you know, as you would know, so we get a bit of time off. So yep. um, yeah, sort of trying to find a good balance as to not trying to do too much because obviously footy is the number one priority. Um, but it's pretty easy. The sheep sort of look after themselves. There's just a bit of stuff at the start where you might have to drench or vaccinate them. But, you know, there's a few boys that can help out and, and do that. So, yeah, it's really good. It's helped me um, definitely this year just mentally to be able to get out there and just have a break. I love it. I awesome, absolutely I love it, mate. Yeah. It's a great story. It's a unique story and one you should absolutely own. So well done on that and good luck today, mate. No worries. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Muzz. Exciting week in the AFLW world, uh, Saucy, with the fixture being announced. I don't know, it feels like we've been talking about this for a yeah, long, long time. Finally been an, uh, released this week, last Monday, mate. So some exciting games there for sure. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, I guess with, with a 10-game season, and, and we, all, we, know, we all know it needs to probably be at least 17, so yep. that way everyone plays every, everyone once because... Obviously, the good teams are all uh, all playing each other, and we know there's a few you know teams that have just come in recently that probably need to play each other down the bottom just to build some wins and build some confidence. But um, you know, naturally, we've got a, a pretty hard draw um, showcased by Port Adelaide round one, mm. um, huge game at Norwood Oval. So we want as many people to get along as they can. Two thirty on the Saturday there in round one at Norwood Oval. Um, got some other big games against uh, Richmond, uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, Bulldogs. Yep. North Melbourne, so um, it's a really uh, action-packed schedule, mate, and it's, uh, it's going to be another big year for the girls because they were coming off two seasons, obviously, last year and obviously won the premiership in the first part of 2022, um, but uh, time moves quickly, mate, and obviously they missed out yeah. in the, the second season in 2022, so we're in a good spot, ready to go. The girls are healthy, and as you know, mate, we've, we've spoken about it a few times, they've been training since January pretty much, so they're yeah, in a good spot, right. ready to go. Uh, prime time round one as well against Port Adelaide at uh, Cooper Stadium at Nord yep. there, should be brilliant, because that actually lands on the, the bye weekend of the AFL boys, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, so yep. it's, uh, it's a great opportunity for AFLW to, yeah. to put itself up in lights and what better way for the Crows to take on Port Adelaide? Yeah. And I think, Lena, last year it was at Adelaide Oval. It would be mm. great to be there again. But um, 
looking forward to getting, you know, hopefully a lot more people there because we really want to build the rivalry up in the oh, AFLW yeah. like mm. it is um, in the AFL. And we do know that the Crows and Porter are at different spots in their AFLW journey at yes. the moment, but uh, still as much passion involved in the game as there is in the men's. Now, speaking of journeys, Chelsea Randall's one has been absolutely impeccable and then announced once again as the captain of the girls, mate. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Obviously, Chelsea into her eighth season, yep. um, seventh year, eighth season. Um, she'll be captain again. So she's been outstanding ever since we signed her as a marquee player originally, mate. She's, she stayed the, stayed the course of the Crows. We know she's a Western Australian girl, but... She's got her uh, her partner here, um, MJ. So yeah. um, no, mate, it's a great time for Chelsea. And uh, you know, we got a we got a few more leaders coming through, which um, we might throw to Chelsea. Speaking about the leadership group and a bit, a bit about of her leadership as well. The likes of Ed Marinoff, Sarah Allen, Eloise Jones, and Stevie Lee Thompson. But you know, that's our leadership group. But what I'm most excited about is the tier that's actually underneath that. Um, you know, we always say we're. And a, a better club or a better team uh, when our quietest on the team isn't scared to kind of voice and their own opinions or thoughts out on the footy track or off the field um, to senior players and that's what makes us great when you're approachable and you can have those honest conversations um, and it helps our performance and our connection with one another and um, that's what helps drive our culture. It is very, very exciting and you can see the youth coming through, Saucy. Yeah, it is and uh, I mean, AFLW seems new but we're yeah. into our, you know, like, right. like we said, our seventh, eighth season already so um, it's going to be a big, uh, a big year for the girls. We know we're starting to transition from, you know, Chelsea Randall, Courtney Cramey, yeah. Aaron Phillips, all that sort of era which we had so much success. Now it's sort of slowly handing over to, you know, Anne Hatchard, Sarah Allen, Ed Marinoff, all these types that, you know, are going to take the club forward and, and hopefully bring on more success because, Tomo, we are the most successful AFLW club. Well said. Done and dusted for another Sunday morning here at the Crows Radio Show. Saucy, fingers crossed we can turn up once we get over the border today. The Adelaide Crows taking on oh, the Demons. Mate, I'm, I'm starting to get those nerves already. <laughs> uh, it's a massive game for our season. We know we know how good a team Melbourne are. Yeah. Um, you know, Bernie spoke about it. It's, it's not a free crack um, because we do need the win and we mm. need to keep ourselves in contention. But we can go over there. The pressure's on them um, as well. So... Massive game, and I can't wait to see the boys, you know, hopefully hopefully free their shackles and, and give it a re- real red-hot crack. Yeah, for sure. If you miss anything from the show, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T, and uh, just search The Crows at Radio Show. Good luck to the mighty Adelaide Crows this afternoon. I'll see you next week, Saucy. See you then, Tomo.